0: Welcome to Becoming Your Best Version. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. You can learn more about me at marialenardolson.com. I am a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C., a mentor to women in recovery, an author, podcaster, and journalist. Also, you can see my TEDx speak talk on youtube or the ted ted website it is called turning life's challenges into a force for good and because i think it has a capacity to help many people not feel so alone and to get unstuck i'd very much appreciate it if you'd hit the like button on that i also am the author of a book called becoming well 50 after 50 reframing the next chapter of your life. It's available everywhere, including at libraries, since it got good reviews. So I would appreciate your taking a look at that and reviewing it if you are able. So today I get to interview another amazing woman. I work in the space of Women in midlife and inspiring women in general, and come across really, really beautiful stories of women reframing their own lives and inspiring others. Today, we have Nicole Holst. She is an intuitive life purpose coach who helps busy women develop the confidence to take the leap and pursue what really lights them up to fulfill their true soul purpose. A small town California girl with big dreams, Nicole turned. Four of her childhood passions into profitable businesses in New York City, doing what she loves. She combines more than 20 years of coaching experience in the physical, mental, and spiritual health fields as a certified Pilates instructor, mental health professional, and spiritual advisor into her coaching programs for a unique mind-body-soul approach. Since 2005, Nicole has assisted thousands of people from all walks of life with making potential and powerful transformations to fulfill their highest potential. She has assisted with rebuilding the lives of severely mentally ill homeless people from the streets to permanent housing, helped heal, relieve chronic pain in her Pilates clients by uncovering the root cause of their physical symptoms, and provides consistently validated readings to her repeat tarot card clients release to release what's holding them back. Nicole consistently empowers others to make powerful soul affirming changes in their lives. Her mission is for women to create the intentional lives their souls are craving to experience more freedom, ease, and fulfillment every day by living life on their terms. You can learn more about her work at followyoursoulpath.com. You can even book a free 30-minute Get Unstuck strategy call with Nicole. The show notes reveal all of the links. You can follow her on Instagram at followyoursoulpathcoaching and in her private Facebook group that you can join at Follow Your Soul Path. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you so much for the nice intro. Wow, you do a lot. I don't know (laughs) how you have time to do this with me, but I'm grateful for it. So how did you get started in turning dreams into reality? You know, I think
1: I always trusted in the power of my imagination maybe somewhat idealistically at times and it was sort of an experiment really like the people around me didn't necessarily end up where they wanted to be or do what they wanted to do and I I saw the other side of it I guess so I thought well when my first dream was really dance so I thought if I just stick with it let's see what happens because I really had you know, other ideas for what I was going to do that was going to make me happy, you know. Um, and it was a challenging road, but it was a very fulfilling road and it opened a lot of doors to bigger opportunities than I could have even imagined when I was a kid in a small town, you know, and when you see your dreams become real in front of you and, you know, dance is such a visual thing. You know, I literally watched what was in my head in front of me, you know, when I would put on a show or choreograph and to actually see it come to fruition was, so inspiring to me. And then you start thinking, well, what else can I do? You know, and uh my path kept changing, but it always sort of started with something in my imagination saying like it was time to take a new direction or try something different. Or, you know, I always had an interest in psychology too. And so the fact that I ended up in mental health, and I think that was another part of me that maybe I attracted way back when I was just interested in that, you know. Um, so I've had a lot of interest, like you say, I do a lot of things. um, but i find they're all sort of related to the mind body soul journey you know they all kind of come back to the same thing usually and usually one of them is left out right so mm-hmm. um yeah so i think that anyone whatever your dream is it comes to you for a reason right like we don't all have the same dream we all have different interests we all have different talents and so if it comes to you i think You know, sometimes we have that imposter syndrome says we can't do it or we're not good enough or whatever, but it's like, came to you for a reason, you know, came to you because you can probably make it happen. Doesn't mean it won't be work. Doesn't mean you won't have to face some fears. Um, I've just always been, I guess, good at doing it anyway, you know, Um, doing it despite the fear or, you know, looking at my anxiety and all of that and saying, well, but I still want to do it, you know? Um, So I guess that's where if I've had success, it's just been in holding on to that vision no matter what.
0: Yes, I have come to believe in this second half of my life that courage is not the absence of fear, but feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And you embody that in everything that you're doing right now. And what I, one thing I love in particular about your work is that it's holistic, Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: it encompasses spiritual and practical guidance. So, how did the holistic side come to you? Because that's something that I think many of us, um, have to work hard to tap into because society's judgment tells us right. that that woo-woo stuff isn't effective and that it should be hard scientifically backed measures to yeah. take steps so how did you open your soul and your mind to a more holistic approach
1: um it's interesting because you know i i tried traditional methods right and i still believe in like you know i still um uh, talk to a therapist and i still believe that there's there's room for all of it and it's all piece of the puzzle right um there's the times to know when you need to work on your mental health maybe or your mindset right and then there's the times when it's a little muddier where you know like i teach pilates and people come to me in pain but i can tell there's emotional reasons behind it right and it could be or let's get to the bottom of it is it an injury that's causing this pain is it stress is it we're taught it's just one thing right oh well if you're in pain it's a physical thing but what I learned on my journey is, you know, I worked in mental health. I I did have a lot of injuries from dance, but the more stressed I was, the more in pain I was. And I started mm-hmm. seeing like relationships between, you know, I was taught you fix it with Pilates, right? Like you fix it with the physical thing and that wasn't working. It was actually making it worse. And then I would get depressed because it wasn't working. And, you know, I'm like I'm now I'm in pain and I don't see a way out. And it just all sort of goes together. And the spiritual part to me was the part that was missing because, nobody could explain to me why I felt, or I, you know, even with therapy and working on myself and um, you know, doing things physically and buying a house, all the things I thought would make me happy, accomplishing my dreams. I still felt, you know, sort of lost sometimes, or like maybe I was off my path or in the wrong job. And that's a spiritual part of like, your soul knows what's missing. No one can tell you that part. Right. And Mm -hmm. even in my coaching, I don't tell people what's You know, I I try to pull it out of their soul because I trust that your intuition is right no matter what. Um, Because whenever I followed that, I ended up in a better place. And I think what happens is we hold on to things too long because it makes sense, because it was what we're supposed to do, because we worked so long on it, because we put so much energy into it or whatever. But if, if we're honest with ourselves, if it's not aligned to what our soul wants, I think that our body's trying to tell us, our mindset is suffering, right? And so it's like the chicken and the egg, which one came first. And when I got in tarot and all that, it sort of showed me the bigger picture of things, you know, that all of that is related. And because I had a background in physical health and mental health, I sort of saw how they were all related, you know, when I worked with the homeless and stuff and, you know, we could quote unquote, fix their lives, put them in housing, give them medication, give them therapy even, but if they didn't have friends, they didn't have community, they didn't have a purpose every day. Purpose is important, you know, and they they would struggle, you know, and, and people need connection. They need community. They need a sense of purpose. They need something bigger than themselves. Right. So, and I think that's what I love about the spiritual community is very positive and it's about actually improving yourself. And so that brought me into a whole new circle of people that were like me that, you know, saw the connection to things and the signs that were pointing you a new direction and that kind of thing. And so that, that's when it all kind of came together The to my, I kept hearing the words, mind, body, soul, you know, and and I think that that's sort of a problem in Western, you know, culture. I just came back from Africa and it's like, they look at all those things, you know, is there a missing part? They even have like soul retrieval shamans, right? Like where mm. like a part of your soul is missing and how do we get it back? You know, but we don't talk about that. We just talk about, oh, you have a, you have a, mind, a mental health issue, you go to the therapist, but they never talk to your physical doctor. And maybe that physical problem is actually a mental health problem. You know what I mean? So yes. I'm hoping we're going more the holistic route. I think we're starting to become aware of it but I think it's like a little bit of a revolutionary thing still, right? That we know, I think most people know, like they're all related, but who do you go to for that? You know? So.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. And you mentioned your work with homeless people. How did that come into your life? Oh, it's
1: so interesting. Um, I moved back to California. I thought I was going to settle down and have kids and do that thing. And, um, a year later, my mom passed away, but um at the time she was sick i was actually working as a secretary for the homeless services coordinator for the county and that was basically a survival job i needed you know it was a good county job um i got i think i got the job cuz i was a good writer i was good at organizing events but because i'd always had an interest my mom had always had an interest in the homeless and um i was actually working with the pd going out in the field and doing surveys um they're like you know you're pretty good at this and you know i've been a teacher and stuff so i think I was good with people. I think also my intuition was very helpful on that job and being able to, you know, people trusted me because I could intuit kind of what they needed and what they were really going through and getting them to open up to me. So when a job opened up on a homeless outreach team, I thought, you know, I really didn't want to be at this desk job forever. And I wanted to be more, that was really fascinating to me. And, I wanted to be more involved, and it was a crash course in <laughs> just getting thrown in the fire and being in the field. I mean, picking people up from mental health hospitals, from literally from fields. You know, um, my job was to talk them into mental health treatment and medication. And I'm talking people with like advanced schizophrenia, the most severely mentally ill in our county, and stuff like that. And um, it was a fast it also taught me a lot about myself, right? My own energetic boundaries and how not to take on other people's emotions and problems, but it also just so eye-opening. And you know, I'd gone from working on with people on Fifth Avenue, you know, to people with absolutely nothing. So just the humanity, you know, they were very generous, I would say, and like they understand. Um, but when you make a connection with someone that doesn't trust anybody, you know, and and they trust you, it, it is sort of like a spiritual thing, that moment when they decide like, you know, yeah, I want help. And and that was really, I liked the transformation aspect of it, right? The fact that I was given an opportunity to help as a team, it wasn't just me, you know, to transform someone's lives. I also saw the limitations of it. So the mental health field's very fixed and limited and the system's very broken and it's medication or you don't get our help. And if you don't show up to your appointment, you know, and they're on the street. So I saw, wow, we really need like a another approach of evil, you know, or yes. a compassionate approach of people. Um, and so I try to take that into my coaching where I understand, like, it's, it's hard to make a life change, right. Mm-hmm. Or to trust someone that there could be hope even, you know, um, uh, when you've been maybe without it so long. So, but yeah. it was a beautiful, hard, um, burned out a little bit from that because I didn't know how sensitive I was energetically, but I, it was a very fascinating experience and I was around a lot of good people making good changes that I have a lot of respect for still. So.
0: Yeah. You really made the world better with your work. And I applaud that. I uh, met Nicole because we both were on a midlife revival summit to help women. Uh, with new tools, on it. and her talk really stood out to me. So, uh, how do you? How did you get involved in the summit and your work with women in midlife?
1: Um, I think I met Patty. I'm trying to remember how I met Patty, uh, but we had a great conversation. I think just through the summit, um, mm-hmm. might have been through a Facebook group, but. I do have a heart for, you know, people kind of at midlife, I, maybe because my, I watched my mother go through that period, you know, mm-hmm. kind of reinvent herself right before she got sick, God bless her. And she did, she, she proved something to herself, you know, for so long. And she was kind of the perfect ACE study. If you've ever heard of the ACE study, a lot of adverse childhood experiences. Mm-hmm. She had every reason, you know, never really believed in herself, but that's because she never really had parents to support her and had gone through a lot, losing her dad young and and I think there's a lot of women that maybe either put kids first or career first or whatever. And now they're at the second half of their life going, wait a minute, is this really aligned to me now, like what I'm doing? Right. And I have a choice to have a different experience. And, and sometimes that's a hard shift when I mean, you've been doing the same thing for a long time, but I find that they're so open to someone else's perspective, you know? Um, And I have a I have a client at that age and it's so rewarding to me when you can like give someone back the lease over their life and, and say, you know, whatever you have been doing, isn't how you have to do it this, this time. Um, And what do you actually want? You know, we don't often stop to think like, What do I really, you know, women, especially, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like self-betrayal family first, but whatever my husband says, whatever, right. Yes. Instead of like, what do I actually want? How Mm -hmm. often do we stop and think about, I think midlife's a good time to reevaluate that. Right. It's like, yeah, through the year, I try to reevaluate that.
0: Same, same. So, one thing that really stands out to me on your website, because my son is an actor, is that you produce sold out shows that you created mm-hmm. off Broadway. Like, how? My gosh, <laughs> like nobody does that. I just did it. You know
1: what it was? It was that I I knew I wasn't the best dancer. You know, I I fought for my dance degree. Took me four auditions to get in. I knew I wasn't the most talented or technical dancer. Dance wasn't even really my thing. I always like creating. So, you know, having having an idea and a mat, you know, like an a story tale uh, in my head, and then seeing how can I make it happen. I almost, you know, back then looked at it like a challenge. Like, well, mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of money. I, <laughs> How can I make it happen with what I have? And I mean, I was lucky that I had I was teaching dance and I had a lot of performers around me that were willing to perform for free back then. Um, now, you know, I, I hire some of the top dancers, performers in New York, but they're very um, humble and hardworking and, and willing to work with me. And I, basically, I think that when you have a vision for something, and you're excited about it. I think that's an infectious energy is what I've learned. And people want to be a part of it, you know, yes. when you start to attract people that are aligned to sort of like what you want to do. Right. And I still have ideas for things, but, but that's that moment where you like, see it real, you know, in real life on stage, and you are know, like, oh my gosh, I took what was in my head and I made it real. And I think that's what I'm proudest of probably mm-hmm. is that, you know, I just did it and I would find ways, you know, um, I would always say like, there's always a back door, you know if this way didn't work the traditional way like I didn't expect to get picked at audition so I put on shows so that I would have a chance to to do what I wanted to do you know and um I would I would make deals with theaters and and stuff um and I would promote you know in my classes uh, I was so lucky to have a lot of loyal people here in Brooklyn that wanted to support me and you know I I think it's an energy exchange I was giving them you know a lot of my energy and seeing their potential and they wanted to come and support that. So, um, I was very lucky that way, but yeah, selling it out, I, you know, um, marketing, I learned marketing very early on. It was all, um, there was not even social media back then. So it was all word of mouth and and relationships. And, um, when I knew I was taking all of them were a risk and, and sometimes I would partner with like nonprofits, give a percentage to them if they would help me market it. Um, But everyone was different and everyone was a risk, I would say, (laughs) but I would just then do like guerrilla style marketing. Like, I mean, at my last, one of my first shows back, since I moved back, I literally had the Philly cheesesteak guy putting like flyers in the to-go bags, you know, (laughs) because I was terrified nobody was going to come and tell everyone I know, you know, and that's really the secret. It was just like, I got to get it out there. I can't let it fail. Basically. I have Mm -hmm. to make it happen to the extent that I
0: can, you know? Yeah, you're a true manifester and you help other people manifest. Like I love on your website followyoursoulpath.com, you have a free fillable PDF guide that helps people get clear on their priorities and their visions for the future. And mm-hmm. it, that's so helpful. It's like creating your own mission statement at various intervals in your life and uh I I believe that you are manifesting because you put so much good energy into the world.
1: Oh, thank you. I do think that there's something to that, you know, and and there's times when I think maybe I'm giving out too much, you know, and I need to give back to myself, but it always felt good to me. You know, whenever I saw someone that maybe, maybe they were struggling in Pilates and they didn't think they could do it, you know, their body was a little older, broken, Mm -hmm. whatever they, they felt right. Mm -hmm. And they thought I can't do it. And I remember feeling like that as a dancer that was struggling, right. And in class and not the best one in class. And I just thought if I can help someone not feel that way. And I definitely had teachers that, you know, contributed to me feeling that way too. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be that teacher. I thought I have an opportunity basically, right. I'm here and I could make their experience a little easier. And I would just sometimes strongly like push them through it. You know, like you can do this, you can do this. You're just going to, start with where you are. And I guess that's the same philosophy as my coaching. Like you can get there. Um, You can't maybe jump to level 10 right now, day one, but you can get a little better today. I mean, that's what my dance journey taught me was, um, it's, it takes work, right. It takes like Mm -hmm. a consistent dedication to it. And then it's amazing what you can pull off, you know?
0: (laughs) Definitely. I believe that every person in situation has the capacity to teach us something if we're open to the lesson and you very much demonstrate that you take lessons to heart in every Mm -hmm. situation. So on your website, you have both life purpose coaching and soul business coaching. Can you describe a little bit about each and how they differ and who your cl- ideal client would be for each of those? Modalities? Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm focusing a little more on the life purpose side of things mm-hmm. now, but I would still be happy to help someone that wants, you know, the marketing program is, is a little more basic. It's just six sessions it's not a deep personal journey at all. It's more um, from my marketing background. I was a copywriter and you know, I've been doing these shows since 2006 with my own organic marketing and all online and social media now. Um, so I think there's a lot you can do on your own, um, especially when you're first getting started and you don't have the money. So th- those six sessions are mostly, if you want like eyes on what you're doing and I'll give you mm. my feedback, like I'll look at your website live, I'll help you I'll you can pull up whatever you're working on online, whether it's graphics or copy or whatever, and I'll give you advice to maybe strengthen it. That's, you know, I'm all about being in there with you, not this theoretical, like, I hate the coaches that are like, you know, talk around it, but never Mm -hmm. really how it applies to you. And like, let's look at what you're actually doing. So that's what those six sessions are for. Or let's say you're just starting out and you're like, what do I focus on? I have all these ideas or how do I first get my idea out there? And, you know, Um, or maybe you just need someone to, to push you to do it. Right. Like I need someone to hold me accountable to, to getting my idea I've had out there. Um, and then my life purpose coaching is a little more of a, it's like a deep dive into that, how your mind, body, soul are related. So it's a three month program. It's nine sessions and a kickoff call, which is just a logistics. But the first month I look at as I kind of put them in butterfly stages. So it's like you know, the caterpillar stage when you're just learning how to walk, but we look at where your blocks are. So I'll tell you exactly what's out of alignment in your body from my experience as a plies instructor. And then we look at, um, where your mindset, you know, might be holding you back old limiting beliefs, things that really aren't you and then the third one is about the soul and we'll look at your chakras maybe what's out of balance with your energy where you're giving away more than getting in kind of thing and mm-hmm. what we find at the end of that month that's so fascinating is usually all three are related right and we talk, talk about ruling out other causes injuries issues whatever and to get really down to like what is your mind body and soul telling you so by second month which i call the um chrysalis stage kind of when we're like reforming right I, it's when we do the guide we actually walk through that together um what We look at like, what are your values now, right now at this moment in time? Like, what do you really want your life to look like based on your deepest priorities? Because a lot Mm -hmm. of times we, we, we don't look at that. And then we create a life that's outside of what we really want to be living. So we look at that and your intuition and how to tell the difference between your mind and your intuition. So that by the end of the second month, we had, um, the last session, we put a plan together for what we're going to focus on the third month. Cause I think for everyone at this point, it's different. And now we have two solid months of deep diving into yourself to know like, okay, this is really where I want to put my focus. And then that third month's really just designed for that's the butterfly stage where, you know, you spread your wings and fly. And I'm just here to support you and hold you accountable and keep working on some of those, you know, obviously some of those mindset blocks and patterns are old, right? They keep coming up. And especially as we push ourselves, you know, um, that's kind of when we jump out of the nest. And I just, I wanted to be there because I know that's the scary part. That's that when you're putting yourself out there, or you're changing your patterns, right? And then I'm just here to kind of walk through that with you. And then if people want to keep working with me after that, I'll offer, um, you know, deals and stuff like that. Um, but it's it's sort of like a three-month intensive, like you really know by the end who you are, what you want. I know a lot of people have difficulty just making decisions from their soul out and trusting themselves. You know, like we've gotten to a place where we're disconnected from ourselves and we don't trust our own decisions, you know? And I I want people by the end not to be relying on me, but to be able to say, you know what? I can tell when my intuition's talking to me and I can tell when I'm holding myself back with my fears in my mind and I can tell the difference now and I can go forward with my life, you know, with a lot more clarity and purpose and intentions, my goal with that.
0: Beautiful. So can, without revealing confidentiality, can you describe in general terms an example of someone who has been through one of your coaching programs and what they discovered on the other side?
1: Oh, it's so interesting. So I've had, you know, clients that are um, maybe like, you know, they've been uh, I wouldn't say like retirement age, but they have they've been working, let's say, a long time in the same field. And uh, there could be some overwhelm or anxiety there, stress from having to be like so available. And um, they're learning that a lot of like the overdoing is because of something that happened in childhood, having to prove something to their parents, something that's like totally not even relevant anymore, but it still affects how they how much they do, right. And how much they wear themselves out. And then we unpack that and they realize I don't have to do so much. I'm actually at a place in my life where I could let some of this go, or I could give it this responsibility to someone else and give some energy back to myself. Um, Some other people, they want to make career changes, right? Like they're tired of what they're doing. Maybe they were a lot of, I've got a lot of teachers that, they're burned out from teaching. They want to do something new. Um, I had one that really wanted to work with plants, and what we did was we worked on her resume and cover letter, and now she's applying to like Brooklyn Botanical Garden, you know, huge um, uh, garden places now. So that she's like shifting her focus, right, so that she can be more in line with what she's really passionate about doing. So there's that. I've had clients that are in their 50s that decided I'm uh, another teacher. I want to start my own business and is now, um, decided after working with me, I'm not going to go back to school in the fall. I'm just going to pursue this full time and got Mm. her first client. So that was really exciting to see. And then I've had a couple others that are, you know, it's, it's not that they want to make a career change or necessarily make any changes in their lives, but they want to change how they feel every day. Right. Mm. They don't want to have as much anxiety. They don't want to, um, give away their power as much, maybe, or break their boundaries so often and, and they wanna have something to themselves, right? And that's the moms and, you know, the givers and the <laughs> I get yeah. therapists too, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, what's your dream for yourself? You know, where do you want to be in the future? And to and what they tell me is like you gave me back permission to be myself, basically. Mm-hmm. And permission that like what I want is okay and it's not selfish and it's not taken away from my kid if I if I'm pursuing what I want to do, you know? And I, and I think that that's what our soul wants. And I think that benefits everyone at the end of the day.
0: Beautiful. So I like to ask all of our guests the following question. What do you do, Nicole, to become your best version? You help so many other people, well, what <laughs> do you question. do for yourself? <laughs> yes, that's, it, it's actually, they're good. You know, I say my, my, my
1: students are my teachers too, right? Like they're mm-hmm. reminding me, they're so brave, I think to take this on and trust them. Someone with their story, especially their hard parts of their story, and they remind me not to be a hypocrite. And when I hear myself talking to them, sometimes I like, am I doing that? <laughs> <laughs> right. I know I can say it and tell you to do it, but am I doing it? So it's right. that's that beautiful energy exchange, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, sometimes I feel like I should be paying them, but um, mm-hmm. I would say what I do is, you know, at the moments where I feel you know confused or um, like I'm not feeling like myself. I try to get some space from everything and I just go within and I try to hear what my intuition's telling me and I make an effort to ask myself, is this my intuition or is this my fear talking to me? And if it's my fear talking to me, I'm like, i might need to take a deep breath, take a day off and be like, okay, I'm gonna have to go in here. Like, I'm not gonna let that hold me back. I'm just gonna go with what my intuition says, even if it disrupts things, you know? And if I'm really struggling with that, like I'll reach out to someone that I trust that knows me, you know, whether it's a therapist or I've had spiritual life coaches or a good friend that will tell me, you know, this is not the truth of who you are. You, you, you're a badass, and you don't have to be afraid of that. And you need to go for it. Cause it sounds like that's what your heart's telling you to do, you know? So mm-hmm. that's what I do to best be the best version is I'm con I'm constantly to working on trying to be aware, I think is the main thing. Like, what am I, what am I think telling myself today? What am I what am I doing with my time? You know, how am I treating myself and who am I surrounding myself with? Um, and then that really helps when you surround with yourself with people that are also trying to push themselves forward into somewhere more positive, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes. And I would encourage all of you to go to followyoursoulpath.com and really consider doing a free get unstuck strategy call. Why not? What do you have to lose? Yeah. Nicole and no
1: pressure is- on those like i don't i don't pressure people into sales calls i want to yeah. i want to help you get a sense of who i am
0: absolutely and-, and she has so many success stories and you can read about her work further on her website so i thank you nicole for taking time out from your many strands of things <laughs> that you're doing thank, thank you for you being for here. having me
1: i appreciate it and i'll appreciate your positive energy too thank you